Drinks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Hello. Today, I am joined by my guest co-host. You know her. You love her. It's Amy Albert. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming uh, back on the show. It's always so nice to have you. Well, it's so nice to be with you. It's my pleasure. Oh, boy. I am so excited to introduce you all to our guest today. Uh, he's an actor. You know him from Scandal, The Comeback. Uh, he's an author, a writer. He's an Emmy winner. No big deal. It's Dan Bukatinsky. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on the show. So, um... I'm, listen, I... Any show called Why Mommy Drinks is uh, is a show that I want to be on. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Thank you. I have I have read to, well. First of all, the, I've I've broken the cardinal rule, which is don't read the comments uh, too many times. And so many people on the internet are like they're telling women to drink. This mommy wine culture is out of control. So thank you, Dan. Wait, what? I mean, yeah. how can you be a parent and not? Well, I look, mean, unless like I mean, you don't. when we're talking about women, women are like a subset of children in a way, culturally, right? So we have to take care of them and protect them, and no, don't let them, you know, have freedom or express themselves. And also, you're not telling people to drink. We're yeah. talking about what would drive someone to want to and need a drink, and that yeah. is the act of childbirth and everything that comes after it. <laughs> If you want my, <laughs> by the way, yeah. I, I didn't birth my own children out of my own uterus because mine isn't, work, mine isn't working at the moment, but, but it's out of um, order. Uh, we adopted our beautiful kids and I'm very pro adoption and very pro kids. I'm saying this oh. all up front because everything that will come after will sound like I'm not. <laughs> well, you're in good company. I think everyone here understands. Uh, oh, so I have three <laughs> kids. They are all boys. I have a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 10-year-old. Amy, what have you got? I know, Dan, I know. <laughs> I have two uh, lovely kids. One, my girl is going to be turning six in two weeks, and my little guy is three. All right. Oh, those are great ages. I mean, I mean, are I feel they? Like we're still really in the <laughs> trenches. How old are your kids, no. Dan? What do you What do you got over there? My kids are thirteen. One. I mean, he's about to be fourteen. My son, oh, and my daughter is sixteen. Whoa, Whoa. teens! Yeah. Wow. It's a whole other ball of wax, can of worms, can of wax. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy has clearly already started drinking, but no. <laughs> it's, only, it's only tea. It's only Mom, tea. Mom, why did you wax all of these uh, worms into these uh, mason jars? <laughs> I was canning the worms. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, I, 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 that book, What to Expect When You're Expecting, should only have one page in it that says they're going to become teens. Oh, no. Yeah, they don't tell oh, you. Dan. Go on, because we're not there yet. I mean, I have siblings. No, yeah. I just want you to enjoy now because they're going to become teens. If they don't tell you, but it, it, it it's going to happen. I'm, you know, yeah. if, you, if there's any indication for how my girl's going to be, because right now she is like in an awesome, lovely, yeah. delightful stage. But I was such a twat 
when I was a teenager. So I'm anticipating some twattage. <laughs> it's kind of the job, right? Their job yeah. is to ramp up the twattage. Yeah. To be like hormonal. <laughs> Turn the twattage to 11. Turn the twattage yeah. to 11. <laughs> and my son, who, I, I let me mention again, he's 13, is almost six foot two. Whoa. Whoa. Take it in. Deep breath, <laughs> and then let it out. Because yeah, I sleep with one eye open. That's all I can tell you. Is he? Oh my god! Is he the tallest person in your house? He's the tallest person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still thirteen. Wow. He's still thirteen. So. Wow. All right. Let me just <clears throat> let me just start off with our story. I'll tell you what. Uh, I took some notes because. Uh, <laughs> Because it's always there's always some really sweet details in there, um, so let me tell you what happened. So, first of all, yesterday was the very first time that all three of my kids have been out of the house, and my husband and I have been alone in the house in sixteen and a half months. Yes, awesome. That's, that's <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah, I literally i I felt like Andy in Shawshank Redemption, just like out in the rain. <laughs> it was so... You just tunnel through shit. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> A football field of shit. 2020 was just yes. that fucking <laughs> tube, <laughs> tube of shit. Of shit. Uh, and I just, <laughs> I had to be birthed out here, uh, just like Andy. Um, so, so yeah, so... Uh, this is because the older two are at their day at day camp at like the rec center and then the youngest he's too little to go to that place so we uh i put him in this camp called got game uh which is do you guys know got game camp no i think your kids are probably a little too old dan and i think Amy, your kids don't live maybe where they do it. But anyway, whatever. Okay. So God Game, uh, it's like, it's it's super fun. They do all sorts of activities. They always have a choice. They can like go play dodgeball or crafts or lip sync contest. Like they give them lots of options and stuff. <laughs> and it's super fun. And it's very like old school, just like kids getting dirty and having fun. Um I would do lip sync contests quite literally all day, every yeah. day. Like that would all be yeah. all I would do. That I'm, pretty, I'm pretty that sure fantastic. that's what Rex did last time. Um, <laughs> awesome. So I had to get him a COVID test. So first of all, it's been fucking glorious, obviously. So I had to get him a COVID test, Odie, so that he could go to camp. And um, so something that I've talked about on the show before, but just to bring you up to speed, Dan. So my five-year-old seven weeks ago had open heart surgery, the second open heart surgery that he's had. Um, yeah, fucking sucks. It's But it's, it was just like crawling out of, you know, the political place that we had been for years. And then it was like, oh, and here we are in a pandemic. And then it was like crawling out of that. And it was like, oh, here we are. It, it, fucking open heart surgery. So it was just like, ah, fucking hell. Um, oh, God. So yeah. so he he did really awesome with that. But he had a recently a traumatic experience um, where they took his stitches out and um like didn't give him proper pain medication and like held him down screaming. It was like old west surgery. It was like fucking oh um, nightmare. Oh my god! And so ever ah. since then, surprise, he's super traumatized. So now anytime anyone wants to do something, he's like, 
like not into it. And of usually course, yeah. up until that point, he's been super chill with stuff. He like you give him medicine to take. He will take it. People uh, like will see it and be like, holy shit. He's just like, what's that medicine? Yep. Like he's amazing. He's very <laughs> compliant awesome. because yeah. when you have open heart surgery, when you're two, like you just you're just like, well, go with the flow. It's going to be, you know, whatever. Was it aortal septum defect? I think that is what it was. Yes. My daughter had that. Too. No way. <gasps> Wow. Did she have open heart? Twenty months. Did she have? A- she didn't have open heart surgery. No, they did it with a. They did it with laparoscopically. <gasps> so my heart and I almost, you know, yes. listen. I, that was so traumatic yes. for us. What oh. you went? What I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what you guys have been through. Like my hats off. Thank to you. you. Why you're not drinking twenty four seven? I don't understand. Oh yeah. Oh, I was. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, I've been I, I've been not drinking lately. And when we were in the hospital most recently, I was like, thank God I, w- I haven't been drinking because otherwise I would have been like yeah. sneaking Tito's vodka no, into the hospital and been like sippy sip yeah. sip at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sippy sippy sip. That's how I drink. Um, it's cute but messy. Um, so. Uh, so he did that. It was it was a nightmare, um, and yeah, he had like some. He had originally had holes in his heart, and he had a mitral valve that was cleft that they had to fix. And oh, but it turned out that, that 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 mitral valve was still kind of like fucked up, so they had to go back in this time and fix it. And um, jury's still out, uh, which is super a fun part of it. But overall, oh. he's doing great. He has tons of energy. He He's very Good. proud of every day he shows us his scars. And he's like, mm-hmm. look at this. They're better than today. And like, you know, he's very open about it. He calls them his holes. Look at my holes. His holes. Um, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so we had to get this COVID test. And uh, the camp, I w- was like, Oh, we're working with this company called Doctor Now or something like that. Here's here you don't even have to make an appointment. You're just gonna show up, you know, a few days before camp, and they're gonna do the test, and you you know it's free, and then you just go on your merry way, and they'll send us the results. And I was like, great, fine. Uh, and so I I take him to that place. I drive him all the way to Beverly Hills. We live in Mid City, and um. And we get there, and the, the, first of all, I'm not finding a building with the name of the place on it. Um, and so I, I go into the parking lot for that address, and it turns out it's like a, it's like a closed store or something. And they're just kind of like oh. this thing is like out of, operating out of like a side door, so it's like a weird temporary thing, which uh, was, I don't know, not great. Um, and then, um, and then there's this line like snaking out the door of all these people just standing in like the hot, hot summer, beating hot LA sun. And so we stood there for probably like 30, 40 minutes in the hot, beating sun. I had him, luckily, I was able to park right there. So I had him just like sit in the car um, on my phone. Um, but it sucked. And I was like, how am I? Uh, I'm getting sunburned and I didn't even think like I thought I was just going to get my COVID test and go. Um, Yeah. So we're hot. It's shitty. Uh, We're 
almost up to where we're gonna get to go and there's like a mom and a teenage daughter in front of us and um <laughs> and then when it's their turn the i guess they had like four other kids in the car so then all of a sudden there was like this clown car of of teenage girls that like came out and they all had to get a covid test and they were all so fucking chatty and it was just like let's get the show on the road um and everyone's just like there's like a pregnant woman behind me standing in the hot sun um and oh, so, so all of a sudden oh. there's like a zillion girls in front of me they've got a poodle i don't know um so they're getting their covid test we finally get up there um and and he's like oh hold on what and i was like oh it's fine it's not a big deal she's just gonna put it in your nose it was one of the nose ones and he's oh. five okay so we're gonna and the lady first of all it's like such a sort of like it was just very slapdash this whole operation like they weren't wearing a uniform it was just like a girl in a t-shirt i swear these were just like <laughs> binax like i think these were just like the, the fucking 15 minute tests you get at cvs with two randos in a storefront yeah. i saw one of those storefronts operating out of a closed jiffy lube so yeah. i i know what you yeah, they're, out of the back of, they're out of the back of a pickup truck i did one in palm springs back of the pickup truck yeah it's, <laughs> it's anywhere now um <laughs> so so yeah so we finally get up there and i and i'm feeling the pressure of this snaking line behind us, this pregnant woman behind us, these people who have also been in line in the beating hot sun for 30, 40 minutes, uh, who also are just like, why the fuck don't they let us have like a, get a, have an appointment? Like, why are you not taking appointments? This is stupid. Why is there not a tent out here or chairs or anything or just a sign that's like, hi, we're official and not murderers or whatever. Um, they seem nice. They were, okay. So, um, so he's freaking out and um, and it gets really like tense and he's he's like, I'm not going to be doing this. And I'm like, well, we have to be doing this because uh, if we don't do this, we um, you can't go to camp. And uh, what I'm not saying to him in that moment is if you don't go to camp, <laughs> I will lose my mind. You must go to camp. Oh, yeah. This is my carrot on the stick of this whole like last year and a half i need you to go to camp and also like i he he needs it like he's been home for all that time he is like so social and he i knew he was gonna have so much fun and so i start begging him um and uh and i have sort of no recourse and right away i'm just like i will buy you anything you want i will what do you want to eat do you want ice cream let's go get ice cream let's do this test i will give you milkshakes like loudly just bribing him and all and feeling terrible that i'm holding up this line too and and feeling and and also understanding why he's feeling this way because he had had a bad experience with medical shit and of course he did you know he's triggered um so yeah so we finally got him to do it uh i don't know how thank god that woman made it work um and then uh, on the way home, we stopped by Carl's Jr. And we both got a milkshake. Uh, yes. You know, um, <laughs> I, I've been on Weight Watchers, so that'll be my, that was, that was just my lunch for that day. Um, but it was fucking <laughs> worth it, man. Uh, I, I deserved that milkshake. It was such a nightmare. Oh, yeah. 
<sighs> yeah. So yeah, that's what bribery is is essential. Right? Are you kidding? Right? Yeah. I've signed over the mortgage of two properties to my kids because just to get them, <laughs> just to get whatever it takes, whatever it takes. <laughs> moments where, like you like daddy's car, you absolutely can have it. You can have it, you can drive it. You can be an airline pilot. I will sign you up for flight school. Whatever it is that you're dreaming of doing. You just please do this one thing. Just do the, I'm asking you to do this one thing. Oh it's just like, God. hand me back your phone, which is playing porn for other kids. Oh my God, that's a whole, that is a whole Pandora's box that that's, is right, that's a whole right world. on the precipice, I feel like. And yeah. Dan, you are there. Well, you are. Yeah. I'm there. I'm living in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I have a 10 year old wow. son, and I feel like, oh, we're just, yeah. it's, it, it, just any day I'm going to wake up yeah. and he's going to be like, you know, porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You'll be like, why are you putting your hand on mommy's head? <gasps> and you'll be like, don't ever do that again. I will buy you anything if you never. Whatever you want, I will buy you whatever you want if you don't put your hand on mommy's head like that. That's not the way you treat women. I don't care what you do. You know, it's funny, uh, but when um, my sister, my younger sister used to live with us and and she would help with the kids and every now and then they they would like, uh, she'd put put on their shoes or something and they would rest their you know they would like lean uh on her yeah. head like that and she was she would just be like get your hands off uh and i'm i'm very similar i'm just like no we won't be ever touching a lady like that ever no um <laughs> but yeah that's a whole yeah. other world of uh parenthood um shit dude i really thought i mean naively that like oh maybe when they get to be teenagers it's somehow <laughs> it out loud gets easier yeah oh, what an idiot <laughs> i am well, you did think that didn't I you did think that it's, in, it's innocent it's innocent we all we've all been there and we're all gonna have to learn that lesson right? over and over if i have over more again. than one they'll put they'll have someone to play with yes um if we just get through the baby stage then i can reinvest myself and in I work can. yeah these are all lies that we tell ourselves yeah, we have to. It's called survival, and we all deserve to lie to ourselves and to have a Carl's Jr. milkshake every time we get through You're it. Right. <laughs> Thank you. I think, yeah, we all lie to ourselves and tell us, like, oh, our kid's not going to be like that. Because if we didn't, the human race would cease to exist. Correct. If we were too honest, everyone would stop. Yeah, we would just insanity. stop. <laughs> if we knew what it was like before we got into it, we wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, but that's how they get you with those cute. You know how scientists have studied like the 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 psychology and the physiology of cute. Ah, oh, yes. You know how like the faces of puppies and the Big faces eyes. of kittens and the faces of babies are irresistible to us. And that's how they get you. Mm -hmm. That is. And then they get you and they look up at you in that beautiful little Bjorn and you're like, oh, this is heaven. This is just oh. heaven. I, what could possibly be better than this? And I certainly felt that yeah. way. And that's how they get you. It's like a cult. And then, <laughs> and then you're indoctrinated. Yes. They've got you and they turn into whatever they're going to turn into. It is. And, and parenthood you. is 100% Stockholm wow. Syndrome. Totally. It's a cult. We are all... <laughs> <laughs> Who's that woman? Patty Hearst. We're all the Patty Hearsts. Yeah. Of our lives. 
of our lives. <laughs> Today's episode was brought to you by Fume. Get started using the power of superplants to support your wellness. Fume is a non-electronic, natural inhaler made to receive the benefits of essential oils. There are no chemicals, no vapor, no smoke. Here's how it works. You take this handcrafted Canadian maple wooden inhaler and you can put in different plant-infused cores. And the air that you inhale through the core is filled with the benefits of essential oils. It's like aromatherapy at your fingertips. And these are 100% pure essential oil infused cores. Organic, non-GMO, sustainably and ethically sourced essential oils. So you go over to breathefume.com WMD and you take a little quiz to find out what super plants are best for you. It takes less than 30 seconds and the quiz helps you zero in on which essential oils are going to help you the best. But you know, not only is this great for a little aromatherapy that's going to help you calm, help you focus, but fume is a perfect natural way to quit smoking and vaping. There's no electronics, there's no harmful chemicals, there's no nicotine. You can order their Quit Naturally pack, and it comes with five different formulas to help you naturally with nicotine cravings, menthol cravings, the stress that comes along with quitting smoking, plus with your fume, you still have that nice hand-to-mouth habit. I'm holding fume in my hand right now, and I have it loaded with a cozy chai core. And it truly smells like, like I'm up in a cabin with woolly socks on and I'm watching the snowfall drinking a chai, except I'm just breathing cozy chai through my fume inhaler. Listeners of Why Mommy Drinks get 10% off when you go to breathefume.com slash WMD. And that's fume, F-U-M. It's like there's no E, but there's little umlauts on top of the U, like Husker do. So it's breathefume, F-U-M dot com slash WMD, or you can just use the code WMD to save 10% off and you can quit smoking or vaping naturally today. Breathefume.com slash WMD. We all get in ruts when it comes to dinner time, making the same meal over and over because it's easy and inexpensive and fast. But boy, oh boy, does it get boring. And you want to try out those meal kits, but a lot of them are super expensive. And that's why you choose Every Plate. Every Plate is America's best value meal kit. It makes home cooking easy and affordable and a much cheaper alternative to takeout, but just as delicious. Every Plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients. That's bananas. Most of their meals come together in 30 minutes or less. Plus, Every Plate offers a changing menu of 14 recipes each week featuring a range of flavors and ingredients so you never get bored and in a rut again. So instead of getting dinner on the table every night, being a slog and a challenge, let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a delightful price. In fact, one meal from every plate is the same price as one cup of coffee from that fancy place we all like to buy our coffee. You know the one. So if you haven't tried a meal kit service because of the cost, give EveryPlate a try. Go to everyplate.com and enter the code WMD199 and they'll let you try EveryPlate for just $1.99 per meal. That is amazing. $1.99 per meal for easy and affordable, hearty, delicious, family-pleasing meals. Plus you'll have all that money left over. Then you can just, you know, rent a cabin and buy that yacht you've been eyeing. So go to everyplate.com. 
Enter the code WMD199 to get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal. Well, Dan, I want to make sure that we have enough time to hear your story. Please well, tell listen, us. I, it, there are so many. I, w- I would probably like what what has left me as a husk, as a parent, <laughs> every waking moment um, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, there are those childhood stories that that, of course, um, it's all about shit. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's like you, you you're you're. <laughs> They give you so much shit, and then you're, it's, you start off. I'll never forget this one time I, I was with my son, um, and we were at some public, pool, like a water park or something. I don't remember where we were, but it was extremely, I made it extremely clear that he had to wear a swim diaper, even though he was too old for that, and that under no circumstance, under no circumstance, if he even needed to fart, could he be in the water? <laughs> Thank you. That was a public service for everyone else. Yeah. For everyone involved. You you may not. You may not even fart in this pool. If you feel like you have to, it's all good, dude. But it's got to be out of the water. So he's swimming and he's swimming and he's swimming and he's fine and it's good and it's fine and it's good and it's fine. And then we're going back to the locker room to change after fun swim time. <laughs> And we, and luckily the shower stalls are private. And so I, I push him into one and I'm like, all right, buddy, hair, conditioner, shampoo, the whole thing, wash your whole body and take off your bathing suit. How old is he at this point? Six. Okay. Ish. Yes. You know, post swim diaper, but pre a clue in the head. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So nine. Okay. Yeah. Six-ish. I'm guessing it was six-ish. I can't even remember. All, all I know is that there was a moment where time stopped, and every decision I'd made in the up until that point as an adult, I had regretted. <laughs> because as we peeled off his adorable, you know, the Incredibles swim trunks, yeah. the shit was everywhere. Whoa, <laughs> my everywhere. God. All up and down the back, all going down the drain, like it, like in the movie The Bird. Uh, what movie was that? What what Alfred Hitchcock movie is it Psycho. where the blood goes down the drain? Psycho in the it, shower. The, yeah, the shower scene. Is that The Birds? No. Which Hitchcock movie is that? I think it is The Birds. It, or maybe I mean, I don't Psycho has blood going down the drain, but I'm sure there's plenty of. Oh, it was Psycho. It's definitely Psycho. Because anyway, so like that, I look but at with Joan, I'm like, feces. Jonah. <laughs> You, oh my God. And of course I had to be quiet because if anybody in any of the other stalls hears me, it's a code brown for the entire <laughs> which, which it has to be anyway. You know, I had to alert them that they're going to have to clear the pool. And you did? I'm a terrible person. I might have been like, we will never talk about this and we will leave. I'm pretty sure. We will never be back. Sure. Yeah. yeah you, you must, but in the moment, I was like, I don't know what daddy's going to do. So you just need to be quiet. Zip it, zip it. Don't say a word. And he's like, what do you mean? What? No, 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 don't say a word. Not one word. Oh, my God. And I'm in the water, fully dressed, getting completely wet, as I try to get rid of all the evidence. Oh and I'm like, <laughs> I told you. I told you. And he's like, I didn't fart. <laughs> oh, my God. He did get you on that technicality. <clears throat> he's not wrong. Did he? He's not wrong. But how did he even? It's not, what? 
Shit um, like that. I can't say shit show anymore because that was literally a shit show. Oh my god! So <laughs> cut to, you know, he's thirteen and he's six foot one now, and the amount of shit that he gives me now, which is different kind of shit, <laughs> nonstop, nonstop. And you're driving with your teen, and you're on vacation, and we finally went on this family summer vacation, and I was like, "Are you liking being on vacation?" Yep. And I go, what's your favorite part of being on vacation? And he says, you shutting up. Oh, my God. And I thought, why, why don't, why don't, why isn't there an HR department in our homes and in our, <laughs> because I'm, I'm being so bullied. Yes. And I thought, oh, well, this is the moment. This is one of many, probably four million moments where I regretted the entire thing. Like I, this whole <laughs> this whole parenting thing where you just give yes. and pay and yeah. only get back shit yes. is not for the weak at heart. It really you really it you know, I I, I must believe at some point in my life, which is not right now, I will look back and be like, oh, it made me a better person. <laughs> they came around. I raised right. two loving kids eventually. But as of right now, let me tell you something. Mm. It's shit, shit, more shit. And I sleep with one eye open because I don't want to get Menendez, you know? <laughs> my son is 6'1". I mean, if I say no, if, you know, you put too many screen time limits Jeez. and you wind up with a baseball bat against the head. I... I you know, yeah. So, <laughs> it's been a journey. It's been a journey. I, you know, my son, my husband, and I adopted our kids. we um, again, we, we, you have limited options when you're both dads, mm -hmm. and um, we chose adoption, and we found a fantastic birth mom who lived in Wisconsin, oh, and wow. she came to us when she was only four months pregnant, and mm -hmm. we were part of the whole process. We were in the delivery room. Oh, I mean, wow. I have, I wrote a book about the first five years and our journey as parents. <clears throat> um. Um, that, and I'm very candid in the book. I'm candid about our relationship. I'm candid about the joys and the horrors and all my neuroses about being a parent. But all of it was about my kids from five and under, mm -hmm. you know, baby time. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting now with 10 years perspective later that they become these human beings that can be so unbelievably mean. Yes. You can't quite believe that you're walking in a home where someone's allowed to behave that way. Yeah. And, I'm oh, sure listeners are like, why are you letting your kids talk to you like that? But the truth is, on the one hand, it's all part of being a coming a teen mm -hmm. is just, you know, is separating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and rebelling and all that is part of them becoming who they are. The other part of it is like, they're so sweet to everyone else on the planet. So yeah. I know that you did something right. right. Um, their ability to believe in their hearts that they can be horrible to us and we're not going to go anywhere is part of what makes, I'm hoping, this is at least what the therapist tells me. <laughs> and what I tell myself when I'm drinking tequila, <laughs> that I, that mommy drinks because... <laughs> Because kids, because the kids are mean. Yeah, it's it's interesting when people, especially people who don't have mm. kids, are like, um, "If if that were me, mm -hmm. I would just hold him down and brush his teeth." And He'd I'm like, never have a again. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "The fuck well, you would." You don't know until <laughs> no, you are that. there. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. the thing. We've all, listen, and especially as a dad who, you know, I went through a lot in the early years of many moms just assuming I don't know what yeah. I'm doing because I'm a guy. Sure. And so you get a lot of unsolicited advice. That said, it's mm-hmm. a double-edged sword because some of the most empathetic and understanding voices that I've relied on in the last 16 years have been other parents. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yet some of the biggest nightmares in my life have been other parents. Yeah. So you really just have to make sure you trust, you, you pick a circle of people that you can really trust. Yeah, for real. It's good to have your your sort of parent tribe. Ugh. Totally. Oh, yes. I, I really appreciate you saying that though about other moms assuming that you didn't know what you were doing because you were a dad. and. You know, I think I've done that. <laughs> so I really appreciate you saying that. Like, well, you know. Where's, a lot of people are like, where's the mom? Where's the mom? And it's like, well, no, Rude. you know, her other dad is two aisles in front of us on the plane. And we've got this. It's like, you know, they get hungry sometimes. You have to feed them. I'm like, do you honestly think that, I, <laughs> oh that I'm holding this thing and I at no point had any plan? Or especially, you know, you don't. If you knew how controlling I was, you would know that I've got got this down. Um, Wait a minute. uh, You're telling me I have to feed this creature? I know. I wish I I had been more kind of snarky in a way at the time. I could have been like, what do you mean? (laughs) Are you serious? I'm taking him back. Someone just handed this to me in the airport. I don't even know whose kid this is, but I don't. (laughs) I, I mean, I don't. Really? Um, you know, everyone means their best yeah. and moms in general for years have been in charge of everything. And I'm certainly the, the mom in my, you know, people always think it's insulting to ask two gay dads, which one's the mom? But I, I don't think it's insulting. Oh, really? really? It's me. It's you. They hate me like, like, like a mom. And, um, I'm, I'm definitely the one. Tell me about that. Does that mean, are you the bad cop? Were you the parent that like cut the nails? Like kept track yep. of teachers yep. and stuff. Yeah. Yep. I cut oh. the nails. My son, my husband does not like uh, to, he gets creeped out really easily. So I'm on Band-Aid patrol and pulling out, um, pulling out splinters. Um, mm. I'm also the one who's always swimming with them and playing football. Like I, I'm also the one on, on all fours playing games with them. And I'm more likely to go out and I've taught them to horseback ride and, 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 um, and skiing, and I'm more act. I'm more active in that way. Don hates the outdoors, but that said, they love him and they hate me because I'm like, you guys are gonna have to eat something with protein in it, mm. or else it's a game. It's game over. You can't just have candy. And at some point, you're gonna have to put your iPads down because yeah. um, a, you know, not so much with the porn, and b. <laughs> Um, you know, it's not great for your brains, the amount of texting and killing and it's just a lot. We're, we're raising kids at a time now that is that addiction and we all know it. We all are on our phones 24 seven ourselves, but you know, these kids have got so much power in their hands. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's tricky. It's tricky. It's really tricky. But, uh, every day is an adventure. Boy, you guys, I've not, I. I don't know how to, I have to wake up each day and be like, I just hope that I make it to the other end of the day. (laughs) One day at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I hope I haven't. I've, and now I, I've bummed out every human being who has got children. No, <laughs> that whole thing about like, uh, like you know, you it was great when you shut up or whatever, and like, oh, you would let him like. I hear that. I we have moments in our household where our kids will say things to us or do things, and I'm just like, could could the parent cops come in and like arrest this person they're out of control um and yeah you do wish wish you had like an hr and i do think about like ugh, you know there's so many old school parents that would be like well if my kid did that well yeah bend them over you got you know you're gonna bend them over your knee and give them a exactly uh, listen i i i'm I don't think any theory of parenting is right or wrong at this stage of the game. I can't say that anyone's got it wrapped up. No one knows. Everyone is doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. And every kid is totally different. Mm -hmm. And so how a particular kid is going to react to a particular kind of parenting or, you know, authority or discipline or lack of discipline or lack of empathy or lack of kindness or meanness or rolling the VIs. You know, um, they have to go through what they go through and you just, um, but it really is amazing because the, the truth is I've, I mean, the big, not to get too serious, but the biggest lesson I feel like I've learned, the bar is so much lower than we think it is. You know, it is not really, or at least, <laughs> or at least I tell myself that, you know, like the, it's like what Chris Rock used to say, keep them off the pipe in the pole. It's like, you don't really have to do, if you just make sure they know they're unconditionally loved mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you look at them and hear them and listen to them and take them in, um, yeah. that's really job one. Everything else is gravy, yeah. like getting that, you know, they're going to practice or they're not going to practice. They're going to want to play piano or they're not going to want to play piano. They're going to be good at a sport or hate sports, roll their eyes, wind up being drug dealers. Whatever it is they're going to wind up doing is going to be on them eventually. But to know that they're loved yeah. is really job, the only job we have. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm clinging to that. Yeah. I'm clinging to that. I failed at everything else. So I'm just clinging to that. <laughs> I hear that too, because Dan, it sounds like you described yourself as sort of like a control freak. I'm guessing you're kind of like a type A. I'm, I'm totally. like that. And and yeah, there's so much giving up of power and sort of letting go yeah. and being out of control in parenting that is so, it's just a constant self-evolution of like, okay, letting go. It is. I can't control. It pushes yourself out of your comfort zone. It's like, you know, you find a granola bar covered in ants under your kid's bed and you're thinking, well, <laughs> if they don't mind, then why should I mind? <laughs> oh my god, my 10-year-old loves to eat. He lo he likes to take lemons and limes. He cuts them in half and then he just eats it like yeah. so I will find old halves of lemons in his bed. Um all the time. Uh, the, the bringing of food into the bedroom <gasps> is just a pet peeve of mine. But oh. as I've been told by a mental health care professional, my own, um <laughs> Pick your battles. Yeah. Let it go. What's the big deal? So the floors, so their room is a mess. It's their room. Yeah. And the day comes where they want it to be. When they clean it because they can't stand the mess yeah. anymore, that's the learning moment. You telling them to do it just makes them want to not oh do it. Oh, my God. I think I was like yeah. 26 when I finally was like, I should clean this. Mm -hmm. I know. 
And but it came from That's you because it's like I don't like ants crawling on my face while I'm sleeping, <laughs> but not Daddy saying you're disgusting. You're not, you're, you're not having food while you're sleeping. Um, Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster, that's for sure. Dan, what's the name of your book? Does this baby make me look straight? <laughs> Amazing, fantastic is obvious. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's on Audible as well. I recommend I, re- I recommend it as it's a good audio. You know, it's either a good 23 flush book to keep in the toilet or it's a good book to listen to when you're driving, not with your kids around Fair. because it's not for kids. I assume you, you, <laughs> it's read by the author. It's read by the author. Excellent. Um, Perfect. What, uh, if people were to like buy this as a present for someone, who, what kind of person are they buying this book for, do you think? I think anybody who is thinking about having kids, who just had a kid, straight or gay, um, you know, it really is about my husband and my journey into parenthood. So it talks a little bit about what we went through in the adoption process. Mm-hmm. But there's so much about it that's about the first five years of raising a kid in general and what all of us universally go through in terms of questioning our own fears and like holy shit like you know you figure it out as you go no matter how many parenting books you read including my own you you ultimately have to go through it yeah. your on your own and figure out how you're going to get through it and you're better for it so uh, that the book is really intended for people thinking about or who just are on the journey to becoming parents um so that you don't feel as alone it's the here's the truth of it i wrote it because it was the book i wished had been yeah. around when we were looking. Um, oh my God. And so. Dan, you, I think, I hope I'm not wrong. I hope I'm not forgetting someone. I think you are the second uh, gay dad who we've had on the show. The first one was Rory O'Malley. Uh, I know Rory. Yes. Who had, who was like six months in. Um, yeah. And, and when, oh, Rory yeah. And his, when Rory and his husband were thinking of having kids, Don and I had them, he and his husband, over to our house for dinner, and we gave them the whole talking to. That was nice. That was nice. That was nice yeah, we tried, to talk, we tried to talk them out of no. it. And <laughs> he'll tell you, he'll tell you, for three straight hours, we made it, you know, seem as unglamorous as it is. And, um, but they didn't listen, and they have a beautiful family as a result. <laughs> But it's, it's, I love that we we talked to Rory when he was like just so new and just so in love with this whole process and like everything was very rosy and it's 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 fun to talk to you sort of uh, further down the road who's just like you know uh, battle scarred and uh, by parenthood and uh, yeah. I'm glad that we have both of those perspectives. Hopefully we'll get even more with time. I used to be, I was really honest about pregnancy when people were like, is it so magical? And I'm like, oh, hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids are the most magical. Do you like those? Do you like it when your bones move? Do you like feeling like you have a cold and then you're like, do I have a cold? Oh, no, I'm just pregnant. (laughs) Have you heard of a mucus plug? Oh, my God. Okay, because that's, yeah. Oh, we could go. Nine months of that sounds, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Dan Dan has to go. So Amy and I are going to wrap up this show. 
But I just, uh, before you go, Dan, uh, let's wrap up with you. Um, so, uh, Dan, uh, what can yeah. people check out? They should get your book on Audible. Does this baby make me look straight? <laughs> looks great. Um, yes. And uh, the show I did last year called The Baker and the Beauty is on Netflix now. Um, and you can check that out on Netflix as well as uh, The Comeback, which is on HBO Max. Yeah. And um, Rebel is on IMDb TV, which is an Amazon uh, platform. So those are the on-camera kind of situations. Cool. And, um, you know, I, I'm always writing and I'm hoping to have something else that I, that I cooked up myself that's very autobiographical on TV next year. So cross your fingers. Oh, cool. Dan, I am so honored that you would take the time to be on Why Mommy Drinks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You guys are a blast. Oh, thank you. Dan, I hope you <laughs> hear so me when lovely. I say this. You are doing such a great job. You are an thank amazing you. dad. And uh, yeah, I, thank you for Absolutely. sharing your time and, and, and your wisdom and your energy with us. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Bye, guys. Lots of things can make your workouts hard. Extra resistance, double speed, one more mile. Your socks shouldn't, though. That's why Bomba's performance socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Bomba's performance socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bomba's the most comfortable socks you've ever worn, and they've added their special Hextech performance technology. They're stitched with special moisture-wicking yarn and temperature-regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They come with a pillow-like tab to save you from blisters, stay-up technology, a special arch-hugging system. That one is my personal favorite. It Seriously, I have high arches, and it feels great. Plus an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. And that's my second favorite thing also. It feels like you're walking on little pillows. They come in different styles for every sport with specific design features that help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And like all of their socks, for every pair of Bomba's performance socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. They have donated over 45 million pairs so far. I love all my Bomba's socks, but my personal favorite is the the lightweight cushioned no-show sock. I love a no-show sock and these are somehow magically the perfect weight while still being absorbent and they're just the right amount of cushioned. I don't know how they cram it into one tiny lightweight no-show sock. Another thing I love about Bombas is that their socks come in an array of really cheerful, happy, playful colors and styles. And you really can't beat that philanthropic mission. Go to bombas.com WMD today and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S bombas.com WMD for 20% off bombas.com WMD. 2020 was a real doozy. And if you're anything like everyone else, you might be feeling like it's time to get some help and talk with someone. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. 
I don't know anyone who isn't struggling right now, and it doesn't hurt to reach out for help. You deserve to feel happy. So what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. You can get help with motivation, depression, anxiety. Maybe you're having anger issues, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work. Maybe difficulties with your romantic relationships or your kids. Whatever you need. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. I tried it out, and I was amazed at how easy it was to find a therapist and I was really impressed by how quickly they reached out to me. So join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. You gotta put your oxygen mask on first before you can help everyone else. So for Why Mommy Drinks listeners, BetterHelp is gonna give you 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com drinks. So again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash drinks. And let's slide into 2021 feeling strong, happy, and healthy. Wow, he is awesome. Yeah. He's so fun, so sweet. What a lovely, lovely person. Yeah. What a delight. What a fucking delight. Yes. Oh my gosh. Every time I think of the comeback, too, I always think about him. That's so funny. Is that right? But yeah, I always think about him. And I just thought he was so good in that. And yeah, I love that show. Oh, my God. Amy, thank yes. you for, for going last. I'm sorry you had to go last. Uh, oh, no problem at all. But we saved the best for last. <laughs> uh, oh, so what, what, what has been breaking you? Well, um... Uh, I've spoken to you, and I've actually talked about this on the on the show. My husband just walked into the room. He'll back <gasps> me up about um, <laughs> um, about um, like camp and like having stuff for the kids to do. And oh yeah, and um, uh, and it also just occurred to me that our kids are going back to school in like three weeks. Yeah, which is also like uh, what? So yeah. It's very strange. It's um, weird, and everything feels very in limbo. Here in Los Angeles, uh, they're like, we're going back to school, and everything's, like, normal. I, I think they're going to be doing, like, weekly COVID testing, and that's kind of – I think in Los Angeles, we ha they have to wear masks, but I, yeah. I don't – it feels on – on one hand, we're used to living with COVID now. Yeah. And like Which we know sucks. we have a sense of like kind of what we have to do in order to live our lives and, uh, and avoid it as best we can. And on the other hand, it's like, um, you guys, we're still in a <laughs> pandemic and like we're going back to school and like back to school shopping and stuff. And like I feel like at any yeah. moment someone's going to be like, um, <laughs> are you guys crazy? We're not doing this. Your That's kids are going to be I felt too. Yeah. I well, I also... Not to mention, it's also still summer. Why are they going back to school in the summer? I always feel bad about that. I'm like, it's August. It's summer. But with that aside, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us in L.A. and I'm sure yeah. everywhere else, like, I feel like there's, like, very little guidance as to what's going to take place. So we're just kind of assuming that we know, but well, I don't my, know if we know. My understanding of sort of what's going on, 
here in California, but also just all over the United States is like there are certain things that we probably should be doing just mm-hmm. to keep everyone safe. And but the government officials don't want to bring down the hammer because then they'll get a ton of uh, pushback and flack from mm-hmm. people who are like, um, you're you're telling me what I mean, it's been so politicized at this point. Right. But yeah. unfortunately, it's this horrible push pull where like because people won't get it now we have all these variants because people won't get vaccinated right it's let it's so we haven't gotten herd immunity and now all these variants have flourished um and if we had just all gotten a fucking vaccine we'd be fine we'd probably be pretty much past this we'd be through this Yeah. yeah instead of going back in uh which is kind of what it looks like oh Well, dark timeline. <laughs> yep, dark times, just mm. in general. But um, well, I think that so my kid, uh, my my daughter, uh, I and I spoke about this too. But she went to camp, and she was in camp for. Um, we only had to sign up for two camps this summer because everything was booked. Like the moment that things were like, we're going to have it for the summer. Everyone I know was like, they're doing soccer camp. They're doing art camp. They're doing standing and taking selfie camp. They're do- <laughs> like all the things that like, you know, just like, please Take get out of children. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my daughter, you know, she went to this other camp. It was like a sports and art camp. It was very sweet. And then the second day we find out that some kid got COVID and so they just shut it down. And that sucks for everyone. Um, so this week she's at the Y, she's doing the YMCA. And when I was a kid, I did YMCA day camp all summer. Um, mm-hmm. And it was great. You know, it's really fun. And, um, and you know, my kid, is, she's she's five, she's not even six. Like she is young and I, mm-hmm. and I understand that, you know, right now she really digs us and wants to hang out with us all the time, which is very sweet. And, I, and a huge part of me wants to hang on to that oh. and wants to give in to that impulse on her yeah. side because I want to absorb all of all of her being a kid and her being in this stage and me seeing it as much as possible. Yeah, I uh, hear that. And you know that, like, kind of once they start kindergarten, it's like, you kind of we give our children over to the state and they kind of you know raise them for a lot of the time yeah (laughs) yeah well she was in kindergarten you know this last year mostly at home and then she went back to school and she was great she was awesome she totally killed it and I was so proud of her so you know uh, uh, my mom guilt I think is I don't know if it's guilt or if it's fear for I'm going to miss something, but I think that that's a big reason why, why I'm feeling this way. So she, so this morning I dropped her off at camp and we talked about it and I said, look, you're going to have such a great time. Look at all this stuff you can do today. And she was like, okay. And I got a call a couple hours ago. Um, that was like, your daughter's been crying since you left, which is not like her. You know, it's not like when she was a little, little and we she, we started preschool and stuff, of course. But so 
And then she said, she's being really antisocial. <laughs> she Ooh. called my daughter antisocial. No, I, first of all, I think that the people that work at these camps, they're, in, they're 20 years old. They're not, you know, trained professional. I mean, like, they obviously care about the kids and want to keep them safe, but they're not, like, trained professional, like, you know, people who've had, like, child development courses. Right. And um, so I, her saying antisocial gets me defensive yeah. immediately. But then I need to realize. <laughs> did, it, did it feel to you like she was like, your daughter has a black trench coat? Like, was it like that? Like It, it felt like accusatory. Like, she's being antisocial. And I'm like, what the why won't she bless us with her socialness? Why is it we're trying to talk to her and she, she won't. won't like shit like that? And I was and I realized like she just probably didn't have a, another term that came to mind. It's, yeah. Antisocial sounds right. Like she's like like right. she's plotting to. <laughs> yeah. When we think of like of... antisocial behavior, like the things under that umbrella are like, um, just off the top of my head, you know, uh, running around shouting in people's faces, um, sh- shaving all your hair off uh, and and uh, tattooing your face in a very extreme way. Uh, <laughs> right. Like uh, antisocial. Uh, yeah. Antisocial sounds that that sounds like she's it's like they don't fit into and- society. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, she's like the coolest, nicest kid. So. Yeah. So I, I had to, like, t- talk myself down for being like, you know who's antisocial, bitch? I, don't, I mean, I don't know what I would follow up with that, but I, like, I'll show you antisocial. I like, love what? you, Amy. I love you so much. I love that you were just like, go fuck yourself. What, ma'am? What? <laughs> I know. I know. I, like, it is my what? impulse to, like... To like fucking, I will. You're ruin a mama you. bear. I am a mama bear. Very true, and it's and that's hard to let go of too. Because I realize like, like I'm like if anyone ever bullies my kid, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'm gonna take him down. Like I'm so insane about it, and it's like not healthy. <laughs> like I'm such a psycho. No, but... I think that's good. Honestly, like I don't know. I feel yeah. Right. I mean, I. I want them to know, like, they are definitely protected and, like, yeah. we are always on their side. Um, but, like, that can cross the, the line, of course. So, okay, so well, I was like, I don't oh. know. Conversely, I think sometimes my husband and I are like, well, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. See, that's, that, see, that I do. I know, like, my, May, my You daughter... probably did something to make them do that, right? <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> I'm sure that you had, you did something. Like, mm, my daughter will be like, oh, you. Charlie hit me. And I'm like, is it because you snatched that thing out of his hand and he got pissed? You know, like, there's that. Um, and yeah. so, like, that's a hard, that's a fine line, you know, to straddle. Because it's like, look, I believe you and I love you, but also you are a liar. Yeah. <laughs> And you did some. You're a known liar, and I don't trust anything you're saying. (laughs) I know you're full of shit. (laughs) So, so the I I was like, oh well, can I speak to my kid? And so she put her on the phone, and my daughter, you know, she's just very sweet, very sensitive, and and like a little homesick for the day. And I get it. And she was like, I just really miss you. And I said, I know, baby, you know. And like, so the part that I think is so troubling for me and so heart wrenching is that like. 
my instinct is to is to go save her yeah and i know that that is not helpful in any way she she it's better for her to stick this out she's in a safe environment there's a lot of kids i mean on her first day yesterday three girls ran out when we were leaving to be like bye bo like she, yeah like it's she's really she, she's very friendly and i and she has like a thing where people like want to be around her you know yeah um, which i love i mean i love her so much she's so awesome um and so i i was so like i i have to force myself to be like listen sweetie it's only a few hours and it's only for a few days and you need to stick this out and you need to complete it because, you know, this is, you're going to have fun. You just need to give yourself that room to have fun. And, and, you know, and, and I, and I also immediately before I even went into this, I was like, is everyone being nice to you? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I ask her. That makes I need, sense. I just want to, if, cause I will never like make her stay in a situation where I'm like, oh, someone's treating you like shit. And I yeah. make it very clear to both my children that throughout your life, no one ever, ever, ever has the right to make you feel bad. No one ever has the right to make you feel uncomfortable. And no one ever has the right to make you feel afraid. Um, to the point where honestly, like, I, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this, but I feel like I will. If I find out that someone is bullying my kid, mm-hmm. I'm either going to, you know, being a comedian, being fucked up, I'm like, okay, here are a bunch of names you can call them that this will ruin them forever. (laughs) 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 Oh, you've got a heckler? Well, you've also got two comedians for parents. (laughs) Let's get to work. So I'm like, give it to me. Um, Yeah, exactly. Or it's like if someone, like if anyone were to touch my kid and to physically harm them, I want them to know that they have the right to defend themselves. And it's hard mm-hmm. to know like what that line is, but mm-hmm. I'm, tr- I'm trusting them because they are both very sensitive kids and I'm trusting them to like, to like be like, this feels like really scary or whatever. So, I mean, like, I, don't, I honestly, if I trust if their it, instincts. Yeah. yeah. I see what I, you're saying. So what you're saying is on one hand, you want to be like, hey, buck up. It's going to be fine. You're going to get through this. You're right. fine. And right. on the other hand, you want to be sensitive to their concerns. And if she's feeling upset, you want to swoop in and get her and, her, and, yeah. and y- you know, <laughs> And listen to her and, you know, yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying. It's a tough balance. So at the end, I was like, listen, do you think, do you think you can have, do you think you can stop crying? And do you think you can have fun? And, and do you feel like you can play with the other kids? And, and she was like, yeah, you know, I said, I'll pick you up, you know, right at the time and blah, blah, blah. And so at the end we hung up and she was okay. Um, and so, you know, I said to the counselor, I was like, listen, you know, I'll I fucking kill you. I, put I a will dead murder you fish in your car. Yeah. <laughs> if you say antisocial again, you better watch your back. OK, but uh, when she, I don't you know, like your I, language and I don't like your tone. <laughs> exactly. This poor 20 year old girl is like, I mean, feel like I need to be professional. What do I say? You know, and I know it's that I know, you know, so she and I she was like, I'm like, you know, I, I talked to her about it and I feel like it's really important for her to to finish this and, to, you know, have the day and have fun. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, it's not like I don't want her here. And I'm like, what what is 
who was <laughs> what do you not really like no I one thought to... that until you said that what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> oh my god so... i hate i hate that shit you're like well you just implanted that in my head now what do it you wasn't... mean you... There i didn't think you didn't want why wouldn't you? Now I'm going to go spin that in my brain for a <laughs> exactly. while. Spin this into crazy gold. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the amount. Oh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm the fucking rumple stilt skin of crazy shit. <laughs> 20 year old counselors will say. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So this, you know, I mean, I think it'll be fine. And, and I just like the idea of like her feeling. And I remember being a kid and, and calling my mom and being like, I just like, I, like if you had a weird feeling or if you felt like the goodbye wasn't, you know, complete or, yeah, so I understand that. But I really do want her to know that she's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, You're right. Yeah. It's like self-sufficiency. And support. Yeah. Like how do you, yeah. Yeah. I struggle with that too. Of course. Yeah. And there's so many times in kids' lives all the almost on a daily basis where you want to be like hey buck up like nut up quit your whining walk it off right. yeah but and and part of that is also the way that we were t taught you know yes that's how we were raised right and we were raised to be like a little i think to kind of just deal with the soldier on <laughs> yeah deal with it yeah like that's not that's not those people's pro it's your problem so like tamp it down uh yeah. you know but also i mean but also we're on the forefront of this sort of uh kind of what dan was saying this this parent you know where where kids like shut your face and you're like well <clears throat> okay <laughs> you know yeah. whereas our parents would have been like you go to your room and you never leave <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. Know? Or get spanked. I mean, like, I yes, guess one hundred percent get spanked. 13, but get spanked. Get smacked in the face. Yeah, because yeah. that now it's frowned upon to beat your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you shouldn't be smacking them in the mouth. But yeah, like when I was a kid, it was like, you know, so you might get soap in your mouth if mm. you say something, or yeah, spanked. Spanked. Um, yeah. yeah yeah i mean our generation is uh i mean i know plenty of people our age and a, a little younger who are you know um what do they call the chanclada the just like you know it, uh it's like a it's just like a Spanish term for like go get my essentially like go get a go get a stick off the tree and i'm gonna hit you oh go get a switch yeah 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 right yeah, yeah. go pick a switch uh. can you god that uh, that has never happened to me uh luckily but i'm like i've always thought like god if i i had to go pick the thing that was gonna fucking hit me i'd be like can i somehow d research like what if there was like a little flimsy like like would they notice if it was like a little oh like could it be a little lighter flimsier is she gonna <laughs> Can't beat the system. 
how can I work every angle of this <laughs> beating I'm about to take? I know. And just like knowing that someone's going to beat your ass and you're Oof. like a part of it because you're like, here's oh, this. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like the that's the purposeful fucked up psychology behind that. Right. It's like uh, now yeah. you are part you are part of this hurting you thing. And you Ugh. did it to you, and now you right. have to. Oh fuck! Oh god! That's, yeah, I don't like it's that. Psychotic. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I'd, sorry, no. Sh you know, people listening, if that's, it's not psychotic. It it's a learned thing that we all have. It's culturally ingrained in all sorts of ways. Absolutely, we're all doing our best, but obviously, you know, we shouldn't be abusing our kids. Um, but also ab abuse is a moving target, right? The way that we, the way that our parents were abused, the way we were abused, the way exactly, we are yeah. inadvertently abusing our kids now. Like we don't, it's constantly changing and evolving, you know? Yeah. When I was right. a kid, like emotional and verbal abuse, like that was kind of like, wait, what? What's that? That's called parenting. That's yeah. called parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Right? I mean, yeah. yeah, totally. And so it raised a like a whole generation of fucking neurotic weirdos. Yes. And you know, it's like our coping mechanisms are like, how if I make you laugh, will you like me? Oh you God. know, like shit like that. Oh my yeah. God. We had a terrible morning today and um <laughs> We're like, just all the kids were all just like yelling at each other, yelling at us, not doing what they were told. You know, the yeah. the old classics. They were playing the classics. <laughs> the huge. Yeah. The huge. And, um, and but our our middle kid, Ajax, uh, who's nine, was like it, he was just he was exhibiting such prime middle kid peacekeeper behavior and it Sweetie. kind of broke my heart yeah. it was like both annoying and heartbreaking and <laughs> like uh it's so guilt inducing he was like i'm i'm all ready to go um you look so nice today. Like, it was just like, oh, sweetie, you don't have to. It's fine. Oh. I'm in a bad mood. Like, I want to just be like, look, I'm in a bad mood and that's okay. I mean, maybe I should have just said that. I don't know. You know. Yeah. 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 I think. That, oh. Oh. Alexa's reminding us to go. Alexa, stop. Every every time at the same time, every at 1.36 every day, she will say, it's time to stretch or call a friend or go for a walk, which I think was like a pandemic setting because people <laughs> were like going, but she's still like throughout the day, she'll be like, drink some water. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't program her to do that, but <laughs> she just, yeah. Isn't that weird? Get off my back, Alexa. I'm like, you go for a walk. Yeah. Take, <laughs> stretch your own damn body. Oh, you don't have one. Well, then shut your front trap. <laughs> Whatever it is, it works for me. <laughs> shut it. Shut it. Just shut it. <laughs> um, oh, shit. What was I going to say to you about... <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Odie, our five-year-old, has his, so he has a phone that he plays games on and stuff. He has somehow set some kind of bizarro alarm clock on his phone that goes up every single night at like 1 12 a.m oh my god and i hate to say it but i'm always up um but i'll be like you know wrapping it up going getting ready for bed and i'll just hear this weird song and then i'm like oh wait what and then i have to find his phone it's such a pain in the ass dude Uh, and uh yeah and we don't we can't figure out how to turn it off it's like you know how it's like your iPhone has alarms, but then there's like a whole thing where it's like bedtime, like yeah. remind yourself to go to sleep, or so, and it's like a weird whole other extra setting. Um, yeah, and I don't know how to fix it, and I guess it just is what it is. My kids, I don't know which if it was the boy or the girl, but one of them was grabbing my phone and they like just like taking pictures, and then one day I can't get into my phone. And I was locked out for like 15 minutes because they kept fucking with it. And then they changed the language setting and I didn't know how to change. Cause I was like, what is, it was like in Portuguese or something like it wasn't. And I was like, I don't, how do I? That's hilarious. The same things happened to me with my TV. Where it's really? like, I can't get to another language because I don't know what these things say. I know torture and i'm like how did you even do and they like and this is not a strategic move they're just like pressing things and trying to you know just and i'm like what how do i yeah and also that time when they kept calling the like calling you know how it has the emergency setting and they just kept calling like 911 over and over yes when was this this was a a while ago and i had to keep hanging up and i was like god don't what are because he would press all the buttons on the side and then it went oh god i was like oh shit please oh my god think of all of the money that our like local municipalities spend on just going to people's <laughs> houses and having parents be like my kid called 911 i'm so I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then them having to be like well let's take a look around and make sure Oh, right. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, they can't just be like, okay. Like, okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah, they have to be like, okay, well, let me do my due diligence. But um, I I feel like I know lots of people who that's happened. I mean, we had Heather Janoff Johnson on the show that, that happened to her family. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up. You can find Amy on Instagram at Amy Albert Cobb. Oh, and also the Pump and Dump show is going back out on the road. So we are going to be coming to a a city near you in the fall. Um, For right now, we have um, uh, September 30th and October 7th in Southern California. But then we're going to be going to... Uh, Texas and Missouri and Idaho we're gonna be all over so guys the pump and dump show.com is is my show so um uh, please if, uh, come see us if we come to your town it's a perfect show to uh, see with like a group you know it we've all been locked inside if you want to put together like all your moms and your mom group or your like friend group and just go and kind of wild out Hell go yeah. to the pump and dump show it is truly a 
fun and cathartic experience and it's a great gift for any friends who uh like it's a really fun uh, uh thing to gift people maybe for like a baby shower or um you know that kind totally. of thing yeah just give them a ticket or a night out to see that show because pump and dump is so fun band of mothers it originated that show and they produce it and amy is one of the performers and and, and stars of it so yeah, you really, um, I, I, I've seen that show multiple times and I love it. Yay! And I've seen Amy perform in that show and I love it. Yay! So I Yay. swear to God, you will love it, dear it's listener. It's a fun night. Fun it night. It is a truly fun night. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when we hear about like mom's night out or like mom's wilding out, like <laughs> that, sometimes like the things that that conjures in your mind are like, lame and yeah. dumb and boring but this is this not is a not lame that. dumb boring show it's it's truly very funny and and cutting edge and uh clever and smart and uh yeah it's truly yeah. i can't say enough oh, oh thanks Bets. i appreciate that yeah, well, you're welcome. <laughs> if you like why mommy drinks and you want to support the show Please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, and leave us a glowing review. Check out our sponsors and the Why Mommy Drinks Patreon. Follow and like Why Mommy Drinks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Also, I want to hear what broke you. So email me your shit shows or leave a message on our hotline. A copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. A copy with your shit show. 424-279-884. Come in with your shit show. 424-279-8842. And all of this information is in the written description of this episode. Amy, you are doing a great job. Thank you, baby. Betsy. You really are. You yeah. are doing a great job. You're doing better than great. You are doing an incredible job. Oh, I hope you know thank that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, there were a couple days ago, I was probably in a fetal position on my bed for a few hours. <laughs> so I'm going to next time, next time that happens, hopefully not anytime soon, I'll try to recall this moment. Remember <laughs> that? <gasps> Amy Albert says I'm doing a good job. Um, well, hey, if you find yourself needing that Carl's Jr. milkshake because you just, you know, bribed your kid in a hot parking lot q-tip up their nose oh. or if uh if you find yourself uh, trying to get your kid to not let everyone around you know that they've just sh explosively shit in a public <laughs> shower or if oh you God. find yourself just being the the rumple stilt skin of spinning rage into gold. Just know that you are doing a great job. Yay, we did it! My mommy drinks. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts 
about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.